Welcome to the latest podcast from Greyfriars Church in Reading. Our vision is to see Reading transformed by the love and power of Jesus. You can find out more on our website, greyfriars.org.uk. Enjoy. So I want to talk this morning about remembering. Remembering is sometimes painful, especially when we're grieving for someone we love who's died. Remembering is sometimes sobering, like today, as we think, thankfully, of those who've given their lives to protect our country or in the defence of others. Remembering also brings helpful clarity. Perhaps, like me, you forget things. You can't recall the date or time of a dentist appointment, or, or when you're trying desperately hard to remember the name of your boss's spouse at a work do. Remembering is how we keep the important things clear in our minds, how we understand the past so we avoid making those same mistakes again. And it holds precious those people who are important to us. Remembering is also part of our spiritual life. Remembering has a significant impact on our mental and emotional life as well. And so we find here in this passage and throughout scripture that God repeatedly asks his people to remember. He asks us to remember historical facts through present participation. And he gives us things that use all of our senses in order that we give all of our attention to that remembering. Why? Because he wants us to find the right way, the deepest way, to remember the things that matter the most. And that way our remembering will reach the depths of our spiritual being and will help to shape us, to hone us and to guide us into the future with his hope. Because ultimately remembering is the powerful act of choosing how we move forwards. From our passage today, we see that remembering is a discipline. God gives it to his people for our benefit. The Israelites had become slaves in Egypt. They were weeping with misery and grief because they were suffering. God wanted them to know that he had heard their cry and heard their sadness and knew the depth of their pain. He wanted them to know that he was compassionate towards them and that he was going to act to change the path of human history, to intervene in human malice and to restore people out of their human pain. He had a rescue plan to bring Abraham's descendants out of that suffering and into his promised land. The rescue plan was dramatic and fairly memorable in itself. But he goes on in this passage to give really specific instructions about different ways, again, multi-sensory ways, um, in which they were to remember and celebrate by commemorating on a specific day that rescue for all generations to come. There was the blood of the Passover lamb, which was to be put on the doorposts. 
there was the death of the firstborn sons. And this bread, which was to be made quickly for a journey into that new life and freedom, these were all visual, sensory, symbolic markers which act as tools to help the people remember. It was important for them to remember these repeated symbols of the story to enable them, thousands of years later, to recognise God's rescue in Jesus, the firstborn son of God who died and his blood covering the believers from death and his gift of his body to become for us the bread of life as we journey towards the eternal promise of heaven. And so as we remember both the Passover in Egypt and God's rescue then, and Jesus' death on the cross and God's rescue then, we are reminded that none of our griefs or struggles go unnoticed by God. He is compassionate towards us in our moments of sadness, misery and grief. He also instructs us to recall his faithfulness throughout all generations. His intervention and action to change human history. And his power to transform our own struggles into something which will build us up, build our own character up, and build his kingdom in the world. And so the encouragement is to use all of our senses as we remember what God has done for the struggles that we face today. Traditionally, Remembrance Day is an important moment to stop and to honour those who've given their lives in military combat. We have taken a few minutes' silence. We wear poppies. We lay wreaths. We hear the last post, and we visually remind ourselves of the cost of war. We take seriously and soberly the need for solemnity and respect on Remembrance Day. And we do this in the hope of learning from the past and moving forwards to be a more peaceful world in the future. This time of year is also a time in the church calendar when we remember the saints on the 1st of November, All Saints Day, and we remember those whom we have lost, who've gone to be in heaven on the 2nd of December, All Souls Day. We mark this time as a year to remember, particularly holding on to the memories of our loved ones in our hearts and prayers. Remembering is a really important thing to do. Each year, and perhaps sometimes on the anniversary is a, a, a more helpful way of different people remembering at different times. But it's an important part of the grieving process to hold on to those memories. And again, we do that in multi-sensory ways. Most of us have photographs of our loved ones. For some people, it feels precious and right to light a candle. For other people, holding on to items of clothing or places or songs or smells or food or toys. All of these can be precious, multi-sensory ways of remembering those whom we have lost. 
they connect us with our memories and with those people. This is a gift to us from God, to do this remembering. Jesus himself gives his disciples physical sensory reminders in the bread and the wine at the Passover meal to remember his death and resurrection. He gives them these things as he announces the fact that he is about to die. So maybe today there is something you can do. Take some time, do something multisensory to remember and give thanks for the life of a loved one. Allow yourself that time and connection with your memories because it is God's gift. As well as being a gift which we take time to remember, we also need to hold on to hope. We find ourselves right now in a second lockdown with an increasing number of COVID cases and again an impact on our work, our school, our finance, our mental health and our home life. It's very easy for us to hold on to remembering of our normal life and find ourselves discouraged and despondent. But that is not the remembering that Jesus is calling us to. Remembrance, which comes from God, brings hope in the midst of difficulty. Rather than remembering the things we don't have access to at the moment, we choose this Remembrance Day to remember the things that God has done, his faithfulness to humanity throughout history. He has promised to be with us when the waters come and when the fires come. He has promised never to leave us, never to abandon us. This is a repeated theme throughout scripture. And we have the instruction to remember these truths. Jesus came, he lived a human life. He understands our frailty. He understands our fear. And remember today that he is with you in all the emotions and uncertainties that you feel about this time right now. He is compassionate towards us and already at work to bring good things out of this season for us. The Holy Spirit is at work to shape our character through difficulties and struggles. Maybe in remembering, he will open our eyes to see and to meet the needs of others, as often happened in wartime. We look out for one another more often when life is difficult for us all. He is equipping us, giving us gifts to build his kingdom of hope, opening doors of opportunity for each one of us if we will remember what hope he has given us in the past to be able to share that with those around us who are struggling. And if we remember the things he has done in the past, then we will know what it is that's on his heart to do in the future through us. And we can find that throughout scripture, but particularly we find the way in which people respond to difficult times in lament in the Psalms and in Lamentations and elsewhere. 
Lament is an important expression of pain in a difficult time, but balanced with hope that God has given. And so we look to those parts of scripture to give us wisdom in this season. We have a legacy of trust and assurance which comes from those passages and which we want to pass on in the future. During the First and Second World Wars, many people wrote poems or kept journals. And those writings have been used over the years since then as prayers, as poetry, as other ways of remembering. They are really important as we remember today. And perhaps one of the things that we can do to bring hope to future generations is to write for ourselves now the things that God is saying to us and through us. Amy Cavender is compiling a book of poems um, that people have written during um, the lockdown, during the last few months. Um, And if that's something that you really enjoy doing, maybe you can get in touch with her and share with her so that that might be shared more widely in the future. But for all of us, journaling, writing down, whatever form it takes, is a really important part of our process of dealing with what we're going through right now, but also bringing hope for the future and sharing that with those to come. Remembering is a gift, whatever that means for you today. May you find God meeting with you in whatever griefs you are living with. May his compassion and love draw alongside you and fill you with his peace. May your remembering bring you to a new place of thankfulness as you notice God's faithful presence and his work among your memories and among your emotions today. May you find your hearts and minds becoming more clear as you make space to hear what God is saying right now in our present struggles and in your memories. And may your remembering increase the clarity of how God is leading you through and how through you he will lead others. Thank you, Father God, for this opportunity to remember. Amen.